Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and this is the radio broadcast of Shi'ar Jeshub, coming to you from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. Pastor has been teaching a Through the Bible series on heavenly authority, and the current section is entitled, Touch Not My Anointed Ones and Do My Prophets No Harm. We have seen how David refused to harm Saul, even after Saul's many attempts on David's life. But we have also seen David, under pressure from Saul, flee with his men to the Philistines, deceiving their king into thinking he is his ally. Finally, the way is made for David to extricate himself from Achish, even as the Philistine lords gather against Israel. Saul is severely wounded in the battle and ultimately dies, along with three of his sons, including Jonathan. When we left off last time in chapter 1 of 2 Samuel, a young man has brought word of the defeat to David, saying that he himself killed Saul at Saul's request. Here now is Pastor Greg for the conclusion of the message. Therefore David took hold of his own clothes and tore them, and so did all the men who were with him. Now, one of two things happened. Based on the way we read the end of 1 Samuel chapter 31, it sounds like Saul dies right away because the armor bearer falls, kills himself then when he sees Saul dead. Uh, if that's the case, then this young Amalekite is making up the whole story about how he put the final blow into Saul. And why would he do that? Well, he knows David is Saul's enemy, so if he comes to David with the crown and all the other accoutrements, he looks to find favor from David. That's one possibility. The other possibility is that when we read that verse in verse 5, and when the armor bearer saw the Saul was dead, we're not getting all the information there. And from the mouth of this young man, we're getting more detail that Saul, as the anointed of the Lord, even is not dead after he's been shot with many arrows, even after he tries to commit suicide, he's, his life is still hanging on. And this Amalekite does indeed bring the final blow, which is ironic, considering he's an Amalekite, and Saul's sin was Amalek, preserving Amalek. So either he plays as the murderer of God's anointed Saul, or he is the final slayer of Saul. Either way... David's reaction is to mourn Saul. It says in verse 12 that they mourned and wept and fasted until evening for Saul and for Jonathan his son, for the people of the Lord and for the house of Israel, because they had fallen by the sword. They weep for all the nation, for the people, and for Jonathan and Saul. And David said to the young man who told him, verse 13, where are you from? And he answered, I am a son of an alien, an Amalekite. So David said to him, How was it you were not afraid to put forth your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? Then David called one of the young men and said, Go near and execute him. And he struck him so that he died. So David said to him, Your blood is on your own head. 
Your own mouth has testified against you, saying, I have killed the Lord's anointed. And you can see how seriously David took this anointing on Saul that could not be touched, that he has this Amalekite executed. And then what does David do? He sings a lamentation, he sings a song about Jonathan and about Saul. In verse 24, he says, O daughters of Israel, weep over Saul, who clothed you in scarlet with luxury, who put ornaments of gold on your apparel. Saul has secured Israel and raised Israel up as a nation as never before with all those peoples around them who are pressed in under God's anointing. And David appreciates that and he cries and he laments Saul. So let's quickly summarize this section of the study. When Saul fell into sin, when Saul went bad and he was seeking to kill David, what did David do? What did he do right? We've seen some things he did wrong. What did he do right? First, he fled Saul's court, right? He did not stay there and have Saul just keep throwing spears at him and get killed. There was nothing wrong with him fleeing. There was something wrong with him fleeing into Philistia. He defended himself, and he spoke the truth about Saul, and he verbally argued his case before Saul. And we even have some of the Psalms, like Psalm 52, where he argues his case. But three, he did not. He did not set out to destroy Saul. Rather, he saw Saul as someone that should be in God's hands. Otherwise, he would have sinned also. He would have been filled with guilt by touching the Lord's anointed. And it was not so much for Saul as respect for God and his anointing and the work of the Holy Spirit that had been done for Israel through Saul. Saul had been God's chosen authority, and so he was special to the Lord. So for us as Christians today, when we have these situations where there's sin in ministry, where there's conflicts between churches, right? You have Saul, an anointed one, and David, an anointed one, at odds with each other. First, we must have discernment. We must be able to discern the friends of God from the enemies of God. We must be able to discern Israel from Philistia. Right. Saul was on the Lord's side, but he's fallen. There's a difference between those who have never been anointed, who seek to lead people astray into wrong teachings, and those ministries that are sincere or have been sincere who have preached the born-again message of Jesus Christ. So it requires discernment. And then if someone in authority has really had the legitimate anointing on their ministry and they fall or they're in error or they've sinned, and if the situation becomes unsolvable, unreachable like Saul. Maybe you've been there and you've played the harp and you try to make things different. You've tried to reach them and you're just getting spears thrown at you. Well then, flee. Don't get killed by what's going on in that church or that situation. Go someplace else. There's one wonderful thing we have in this country is freedom of religion. 
we have the freedom to go someplace else. We vote with our feet and our pocketbooks. And rather than tearing apart a situation or destroying it, just leave it. David got out of the court. Speak the truth. Defend yourself against any accusations. It's not wrong to speak out. You know, some Christians take this to an extreme, touch not God's anointed, and perhaps they come out of a situation and they're slandered, and then they're afraid to speak up. David defended himself. He put two very emotional dialogues together with Saul, saying, what have I done against you? What harm have I done against you? So there's nothing wrong in verbally defending yourself and saying the truth. We're not supposed to cover anything up. Yet, don't get a murderous vendetta to destroy that ministry or that church or that leader. Rather, pray for them, and then as David, you leave it to God to deal with. And be careful, lest in the reaction to a fallen brother, you wind up yourself in the enemy camp of the Philistines in an unholy alliance. Some people have been burned in born-again churches. And they wind up then going to places where the gospel's never preached. They have such a reaction to one situation that they really wind up in the camp of the Philistines. Be careful. Too often in the church, there are disgraceful confrontations between factions over trivial issues. And there's jealousy and competition, that spirit of Saul, that crazed jealousy, that can drive divisions in the church, and all too often, the one that suffers, the work that suffers is the work of the Lord. The end result is the work of the Lord is damaged. Israel is damaged. And we know that sometimes there are serious issues that are not trivial. And then it's important, like David, to speak out. But when we speak out, we should speak out like David in love, we should speak out like David in truth when he, when he addresses Saul. And who knows, maybe if we do that, we can reach our brother. Sometimes it's our ministry to speak out. For that matter, maybe it's extremely important for you to speak up as Jonathan should have with his father. But the spirit should be one of love and truth and not to strike out in murderous hatred like Saul. Saul strikes out against David as one would against an enemy. Don't strike out against your brother, no matter what's happened, as you would against an enemy. Have respect for the Lord's anointing. Right, that's what we learn from this whole situation. The tremendous contrast between David's attitude, so pursued by Saul, and Saul's attitude to David, who's done nothing to him. Don't strike out in murderous hatred like Saul. Have respect for the Lord's anointing. Ultimately, we must leave every anointed leader, every ministry, every church in the hands of the Lord. As David said to Saul, let the Lord be judge and judge between you and me. And again, David said in 1 Samuel 26, 23, may the Lord repay every man for his righteousness and his faithfulness.
Father, we thank you for the lessons in your scripture. And Lord, we know that you've ordained that it is important that we respect your anointing. We respect those you call to certain positions. And that, Father, we should be comforted because we know that all those who are truly in Jesus Christ, who are truly baptized by the Spirit into your church, are all your anointed, and that we have a very special place in your heart, that you hold us safe in your hand. And when the world comes against us, they come against you. When they touch your anointed ones, and when they do your prophets harm, that you are a God that protects your children, that holds your people under your wings, that you defend and you uphold to the glory of your name. And we thank you, Father, for that. In Jesus' name, amen. We know it is terribly difficult to find the time to write in today's fast-paced world. But if you could find the time to drop us a postcard, your words of encouragement would be a real blessing. Our address is Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And as always, we welcome you to join us at our church service. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. May the Lord's presence overflow in your life as you serve Him.